Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another delightful episode of The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe. This is going to be episode 86 with artist and author of the Remind and Sith or graphic novel series, Jason Brubecker, who joins us this week to discuss the hard business of self-publishing, along with managing your time wisely. Jason has put a tremendous amount of time and effort into launching several unique IPs and ensuring their success by any means necessary. We discuss in great detail the unique territory of Kickstarter and Patreon, as well as the hardships of raising a family while trying to maintain a successful business based off your passions. This week's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Lynda.com. Kickstart your new year and learn something new with a free 10-day trial to Lynda.com. Lynda.com is used by millions of people from around the world and has over 4,500 courses on topics like web development, visual design, photography, and business. Whether you want to set new financial goals, invest in a new hobby, find a new job, or improve upon your current job skills, lynda.com has something for everyone. Sign up today for a free 10-day trial by visiting lynda.com tcp. Yeah, I, I came across your work, I don't know, randomly, um, and I was like, dude, this guy is freaking prolific. Look how much stuff you're doing. It was really cool. It was, it was really inspiring to me, um, and I'm sure you've inspired a lot of artists just to f- forge forward and, and make your make your own things come come true and, and happen, and, and uh, I think it's a very familiar feeling amongst most artists that the desire to want to make your own thing, and, and yeah. but very few people... Uh, like yourself are willing to put in the sacrifice and the time because it's a ton of work. It's more work than I think anybody would imagine it to be, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny that you say that though, because I, I, people say that and I go, well, you know what? In reality, you're going to work the rest of your life until you die. You know what I'm saying? Most people. Well, I mean, you're, I don't know. I mean, you're yeah. just going to, I mean, for, yeah, for the, for the most public. majority of people, it's like, you know, unless you get just a giant paycheck and you just retire, but I mean, you know, you, you're you're always going to be working for somebody doing something to make money. So you might as well just start working for your own vision and your own project. Yes, you know, there's a time. And it's going to be hard either way. You're yeah. gonna, you, you know, I I, you know, known so many people that have just worked their entire lives and then they're like, what am I, you know, what did I do my whole life? I just worked <laughs> on this thing yeah. and, you know, for this, you know, whatever. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's rad. That's rad. I mean, there's a time in people's lives where I think they realize their own self value. Um, yeah. and it looks like you've managed to find that at a younger age and you've managed to capitalize upon it. And then with great, with great sacrifice and, and, and dedication, you've managed to figure out and forge forward, you know, the course. And it's not easy, you know, I can't imagine. Um, cause I just got your book, Unnaturally Talented. And I started listening. It looks like you did like what, a couple chapters on YouTube. So I started listening to that yeah. last night because I've had, been having a hard time reading and paying attention because I, <laughs> yeah. I fall asleep or I, cause I've, I'm getting very little sleep these days, but um, yeah. I love it. So far, it's like we're very much in the same mindset of things, and it, I find it fascinating. I'm, I'm curious to see where you get a lot of your inspiration from. Um, do, are you into like motivational things, or, or you know, did you just kind of innate habit or something? Or yeah, you know, I for I think I got into motivational stuff after I really started pushing to try to you know get my 
my book out there. Uh, not the a natural talent, but the the comic, you know. And I was really trying to like, okay, how do I get traffic? You know, I, I started looking into a lot of the motivational stuff, and I started getting obsessed with it. And now I'm at a point to where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to do the motivational stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> lot of work. It, it feeds, I think it feeds the wrong things. I don't know. Um, I haven't quite put my finger on it. But, you know, I feel like the people who really want to do something are going to do it for, it's kind of a personal, you know, for me, it's like a spiritual type reason. And I don't, you know, I. it's not about, you know, Wealth, 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 you know, you got to be successful and walk with your back arched forward, you know, or <laughs> arched back and all that stuff, you know. And, um, you know, I've tried a lot of these things and, and yes, they kind of, it's kind of like, you know, when a company brands a, a new product, like it gets a big amount of exposure and then, you know, it fades off really quick, you know. So, I don't, mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of like a quick, a, a quick, you know return on investment but then it leaves you emptier in the long run at least that's kind of my the the way i've uh noticed in my own life with a lot of this how to type stuff so uh, not how to but the self-motivation and you know the big speakers who go and tell you how to do things and how you live your life so that you're super happy and then the next <laughs> next year they divorce their wife and you know, and so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's de it's definitely challenging. I think that you're on to something there because I've been thinking about it as well. I think it's within reason, um, and I think that when you you got to take these things with a grain of salt, you know, and don't allow it to be your everything because that's when you get into like obsession and, and stuff like. Yeah. And I think that's when it gets unhealthy. But at the same time, sometimes we just need that little extra kick or to know that we're not alone. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's it. You know, if it just join up with people who are trying to do the same things, yes. and and you inspire each other. You know, yeah. align um, yourself with that same exactly. energy. It'll just you know, in a, in a self fulfilling. You know, like yeah, I think that's that's probably more or less where my head's at with this stuff. But I, I find it interesting too, and it's an interesting social study. And because humans, as we are, we're just such really interesting characters and, and creatures, and it's it's fascinating. Um, I just love studying and watching people and see what they do. And it's just yeah. fascinating, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm always, I'm always more fascinated. I mean, probably just like what you're saying with, with the person who's just kind of like just doing something completely strange and different. And, you know, they're just like, I don't care what people say. I'm going to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then it starts, you know, it's even more exciting when it starts working for them. Um, but you know, but that to me is the most exciting thing. And I think that's why I'm so hard headed with a lot of my approaches, um, you know, because I self publish and, and I could, you know, I always get asked the biggest thing is, well, why don't you find it, just get a publisher now that you've kind of had some, you know, success. I'm sure there's publishers that would want to publish you. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I really want to do it a different way than yeah. the publishing model. Um, and so there, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with going the mainstream traditional publishing route, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's a different, yeah. it's a different path and completely, you know, um, yeah. 
there's a there's artists like Ashley Wood, for example. Um, yeah, I studied him a bit and just really curious about his path and because he's a very passionate person as well. And and it's part of me uh, when I think about it, and because I, I was watching your blog and I saw like how you had like the garage and you had all your friends helping out and you like had to build a frame to hold all the books and it was like this madness thing that mm-hmm. happened. You know these crates and and for me, I was yeah. thinking to myself like damn that is a lot of time taken away from me creating stuff you know yeah and 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 i think what i've been noticing that's separating me from my past self the less successful self is my ability to a say no to things because i used to just say yes to everything (laughs) so saying no is huge and then also really understanding what and how i manage my time yeah um you know and whatever that intention is you know and i just think to myself like what would a guy like john lasser or like steve jobs you know like what's their day like how do they manage their time because they they all know they're on limited time and how do yeah. they manage it you know and so that's one thing I, I try to do do you feel that by putting all this extra work in that it pulls you away from the creative or does it feed the creative is it part of it for you like, mm, it, it just, you know, it depends on what part it is. Like, you know, building the, a lot of it comes out of necessity. You know, you, you have to do certain things uh, a certain way because it's the only option you have at the start. Sure. But then, you know, like the building the shelves and, and emailing stores and saying, hey, I'll send you books. And all this stuff was like so amazingly time consuming. Oh, yeah. But it was, it was exciting and thrilling at the time. But then once it, now that it's bigger, you know, it's, it's, there's no way it's possible. And I would just completely give up and quit if that's what I had to keep doing, you know? And (laughs) so, and so now it's like, for instance, I pulled the plug on my online store for, for about a year. And then my um, brother's wife said, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll fulfill your store orders if you want to turn it back on. And I was like, really? Okay. You know? And so, so I sent her a bunch of all stuff products and so now i still have kind of a, a personal store but i don't have to fulfill the orders every night manage and because, it and stuff yeah and and manage the emails and all that stuff so you know there's still the people who email me randomly that ask for something specific and and it, it it's really like kind of up in the air if i can address it or not anymore because yeah. just like you it's like i i can't spend all the time on the business end of it even though to build this thing from scratch, I I, I kind of had to start at that point, sure. but now I'm trying to get, uh, you know, other people to wear those hats, and you know, like now I have a distributor. I've had one for the last year or so, and and that's just changed everything because they handle the Amazon orders, they handle the library uh, orders and school orders, and you know, and store orders, and they solicit to even diamond so that it gets through the comic stores and all that stuff that's cool um, how did you come about that did they reach out to you or did you reach out no to it was uh i was at uh WonderCon a couple mm-hmm. years ago and the, the guy one? yeah cool. yeah and the guy next to me in the booth next to me he, he was like well why don't you get a distributor and i was like yeah you know I, how am i going to do that <laughs> you know and yeah. um and plus i'm sending them all myself so why do i need a distributor you <laughs> sure, know i had sure. this real kind of prideful like like I'm doing it my way, sure. And he's like, "Well, if you have a distributor, then blah blah blah. You know, they will do all these things for you." What are the things that a distributor and, does, though? Well, um, sorry this, for all the newbie questions. I'm no, just, it's fine. Uh, like when when I was when I did the first Remind book, um, which was my first graphic novel that I really finished, um, I 
I just emailed comic stores directly and said, hey, I'd send you a book. If you like it, you know, you can place orders to me and then I'll send you your orders. Um, I had an Amazon account. Uh, and so I would, uh, you know, I listed it on Amazon and then Amazon would order books every week from me. And so, so every week I'd have, you know, to send out one, you know, like three to 20 books to Amazon and do it their specific way that they wanted me to do it for them and send invoices and all kinds of stuff. And then I would have mail orders from uh, like libraries and libra- and, and dis- uh, like library and distributors. And so I'd fulfill their orders and some of them would need it sent through FedEx. Some of them would want it with a tracking number. Some would not, you know. And so all these things started building up. And then there was this single store orders. Then there was the orders through uh, PayPal, people ordering directly from me. So at the end of the day, I would come home from work and I'd have like work eight boxes to pack, all different ways, and then I would go to work early, run to the post office, drip, drop them off, and I'd just oh, be man. you know exhausted from this thing. But it was neat because it was selling. Sure. But it, it, I had no time to work on the second book, which you know was the continuation. And so I let the first book just go out of print. Because I, I was like, if I print this again, I'm going to just be back in the same boat, just continuing to fulfill it and never getting further. Yeah. So, it was at that point when I ran into, I was at the show and, and this guy was like, well, why don't you get a distributor? You know, they'll take over your Amazon. They'll take over your, uh, your they'll solicit to Diamond. You know, I didn't even solicit to Diamond because I was like, I can't even think about that. It's just another thing added to the mix I can't think about. Um so he's like, they'll do that, you know, because they handle all the comic stores, and um, and they'll they'll also solicit through the bigger distributors, and so you'll be able to get into Barnes and Nobles and all that stuff. So you don't you don't have to handle the books themselves, and then they just cut uh, yeah. it. They just cut a, and they, a fraction they, of it. Exactly, they have a warehouse, so you know they'll warehouse for free up to like a year and a half worth of books. Okay, and so if I'm selling good, yeah. And so, you know, and they take, I think right now they're like 25% of the cover price is what they'll take. They're, they're considered a full service distributor. And they also have sales reps who go out to stores, um, you know, when they have, when I have a new book out, they'll actually have sales reps showing stores my books. And so, it's just a, it's just a great system. They'll take it to book fairs, places all around the world that I can't go. Sure. And, you know, with all their other books that they offer. And it's kind of a real small independent type distributor, but then they have the connections through the big distributors. So, it can kind of get anywhere. Sure. And um, and then at the end of the day, I just come home and work on my book and then I'll get a check every month. Sure. You know, and, it's much and so easier for you than, it's right? Just, oh, it's such a relief, you know. But <laughs> I, the, it wasn't possible until I proved to proved, them yeah. that, that it was going to be worth it for them to pick me up sure you know through so the kickstarter you, and stuff and all the investment and time that you put in prior yeah okay. you know the, the thing that they said when i met with them that that really uh said it was the magic words was that i can't work on the next books because all i'm doing is fulfilling orders they're like well okay that's that's what we need to hear because most people come to a distributor saying i have a new book and you know i get a couple orders a week and they're like, well, you can do that while you're watching TV, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. so it, it it really had to build up this momentum 
before I could even unlock those doors. Sure. You made it to that level for them to be aware of it and stuff. That's cool. I mean, that makes sense. That's what I would, if I was in your situation, that's exactly what I would do because you can't necessarily create more work if all you're doing is, is taking care of the remedial stuff. And there's people out there that are willing and wanting to do that because they don't necessarily have the ability to draw or create worlds and write stories. So it's like a good way of helping one another, I suppose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a smart business choice. So they cut 25%, but it seems like it's absolutely worth it because then you're able to create more. So, yeah. And then what it does is I always, you know, I, I do talks on this stuff and what it does is it creates the passive income, you know, like I'm, I'm not doing anything anymore. And money keeps coming into my account. Sure. You know, and that's the same with like going through comiXology, like doing a digital version or, or you know, it's like th- my goal is to just keep building a library of books that can create passive income. Yeah. And then at that point, it finally, there, it kind of tips eventually to where, okay, now I can just keep working on this and I don't have to worry about the, the you know, doing freelance jobs or stuff like that because the passive income is taking care of the bills. Yeah, that's, At least that's, that's the goal. everybody's goal, right? Yeah, that's yeah. everybody's goal. Because it's not necessarily to be rich. It's more or less yeah. so that you have more time, you know, so you can yeah. create and be with your family or whatever. The exactly. thing that's yeah. important, you know. Because yeah. when you're busy doing this stuff, it's like you don't have no time for that, you know. <laughs> Especially because you're working at, are you still working at DreamWorks? Yeah, I'm working there until until the end of this month, basically. I've, I've pulled the plug on it and I'm actually going freelance now. Um, so that I can focus more on the books because, you know, it's to that point to where I, I just, I can't do both yeah. full time. Yeah. yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I did it for a while, a long time. And, you know, I think having DreamWorks, um, give me the security of the income really helped me just confidently charge forward with making the books, you know, because I was like, well, I'll, I'll make, take all these risks because I have this income coming in. Sure. And, but now it's like the, the passive income starting to grow. And so I'm like, you know what, now I can, I can some, make some decisions and it, they're big life decisions. Like I'm going to move to Idaho next year where my family is. Mm-hmm. My parents are there retired. And cost so, of living's you know, a bit better. <laughs> cost of living's way better. You <laughs> just know, a little bit. <laughs> cost of schools for the kids and just yeah. everything about it is like, you know, starting to, you know, point that direction. Yeah. And, um, Good for you. So we'll That's see a big step. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it seems like, I mean, I, I'm just getting to know you, but it seems like from your path and what you've done so far that you're going to be plenty fine, you know, like, because if you're able to manage and make it happen now, um, you're definitely going to be fine later on you know there's there's some people in life i think that you know they see a problem and then they they blame somebody for it or whatever or they they make an excuse but there's some people that go this is a problem let's fix it or this is something i want to do and let's do it and you seem to be the the that kind of person you know which i think is great and that's just like a personality trait that i think a lot of people it's and aspire to be you know and that's it's cool it's yeah. definitely cool okay. i mean some people i think would be like damn you work at uh, dreamworks like that's my dream job place you know yeah like, well that's the, kind of what i'm faced with all the time is like you're leaving you know you want to quit this thing that almost you know everyone else in art wants to achieve you know yeah to get to dreamworks or disney or one of these companies and um it's good to show how dedicated you, know, you are though you know yeah how much I, you value I, you know, yourself I, I, I I tell people too, you know, I, I it was never my dream to be a Disney animator or any of that stuff either, you know. Like 
I was always inspired by the guys like, you know, Bill Waterston, who did Calvin Hobbes, or Eastman and Laird, Ninja Turtles, or Todd McFarlane doing Spawn. You know, it was like these guys just doing their own thing, yep. and it seemed like they had an audience that liked what they did if yep. they were given free reign. And that's, to me, what inspired me to be an artist. That's what was that's what an artist is, and you know, growing up, that's how I thought about it. Same. So, so once I started getting jobs, it just never, it never really fulfilled that thing that I wanted to be. You know, it was always like, okay, yeah, I can make a lot of money, but um, you know, I have yeah. to live here in L.A., which consumes all my money. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. You know, um, and I'm, you know. Yeah. It's, so there was good. It, it's like there was great training throughout the whole time, you know, because I've been doing it for about working in the industry for about eighteen, nineteen years now. Wow! Uh, since I was twenty, and and yes, I'm almost forty now. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome, though. I mean, but, you still you're still pushing really hard, you know. And I think you're probably just working smarter, you know, as you get older and and more mature. Uh, at least for me, I, I, I spend my time so wisely and I want to make sure that yeah. every decision, that's what you get. I think with maturity of age is you realize like how let, how little time that we do have and how yeah. much we must do the best that we can with the time that we do. Yeah. have. You know? And you know, even having kids, like having kids was just, I have two now and that's, it, it, it's just really forced me to be super aggressive with the free time that I have, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and not Which try to, you, you know, coming on the podcast too, cause I know you're busy. So, oh yeah, that's, that's, it's perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's a nice break, you know, from things. So, um, yeah, but, um, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to just be an artist who creates a, a future for myself where I'm locking myself into a room for you know, 12 hours a day to do more art so I can barely scrape by, you know? Yeah, so. I agree. Yeah. And you got to make those, <laughs> you got to make those smart moves. That's really smart yeah. of you to, to acknowledge that. Uh, and, and when you're saying like the whole Todd McFarlane, all these things, and also like what I, I feel like I'm placed in a very similar place where I feel like I'm successful and I'm thankful for what I have. I'm very thankful. I work very hard for it, but I feel like I'm in a place where I'm getting a little tired of making other people's projects look good and I want to make my own look good. And Exactly, yeah. And that's, and that's, that's kind of what it all comes down to for me. It's like, yes, DreamWorks is awesome, but I'm just doing someone else's dream. Yeah, you know, yeah. Thing. What's great and, too is you probably, if you really push hard for it and you do whatever you're going to do, like they might bring you back and you might make a movie off of something that you create. Mm, you mm -hmm. know, that's the irony of these things. I've yeah. Even look well, at like, you know, Bill, uh, Brad Bird, you know, at The Incredibles and how oh, Laster yeah. brought him into Pixar when Pixar was still like figuring itself out and how amazing Incredibles was, you know, and yeah. you never know where mm -hmm. life's going to take you. But if you have passion and drive, yeah. uh, you get, you end up getting to the place that you want, I think, you know? Yeah. Well, I tell people, you know, a lot of young people ask me, what should I do to do, you know, get into art? And I'm just like, do you do a personal project? Yes. I mean, that is what has changed my career over and over and over again. Yes. You know, I, I, I got into storyboarding the, oh, I got into illustration by just doing comics on my own comic. And that got me into storyboarding. And then I started doing my own animation and that got me into traditional animation. And that's how I got into DreamWorks. And I used my comic book portfolio for from Remind uh, to get into DreamWorks as well for visual development. So it's just like, you know. There you go. 
if I would have focused on what I think other people want from me, then it, I would always be chasing that. Yeah. You know? That's so great. I completely agree. Um, one million percent. I always say to people, too, is that you should only do the thing that you want to do because if you do something that, like, you don't want to do, let's say that you're a really great artist, but you're not good enough to necessarily get paid or you're not, like, the top shot, but but you know that you can pay the bills by designing websites, for example, and then you do that, mm-hmm. but you don't like it, you hate it. But if you put that out there, the, people are going to hire you for that. So people can only pay and hire you for what they can see you do. So you got to be very cautious of each yeah. one of those things. And I think that is really what separates people's success, yeah. uh, spiritual success, I think, too, if you can get all hippie yeah. about it. But, <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah. though, that's really no, I I think that's exactly it. Important. You know, I mean, like I said at the start, I think I feel like my art is a spiritual journey if you know it's, it's like should be it's should like be you. i finished my book like remind and this thing took me years and years to do Your and then life. i just felt like what you know was that what i was supposed to do like <laughs> what do i do now you know sure. and it was like i went through this emptiness like syndrome <laughs> em- yeah this like depression like like it, you know if i die tomorrow am i was that really worth spending all that time you know and so like what is the next project i gotta do it's got to be something that i really feel like is what i'm here to do you know yeah and it's like as an i think as an artist we have that unique kind of struggle and i think it's really it's a burden (laughs) it's really it's a burden but you know it's it's a real gift you know at the same time and and it really if you tap into that it can you can really change the world i think you know like it there's the art that's just like to entertain and, you know, blow things up and yeah, uh, you know, but then there's the art that changed this, the world, you know? Sure. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. No, Whatever. definitely. I mean, you're, 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 that's where the prolific part of where you come from. I imagine it. That's, these are the, the conversations that you must have internally. And, yeah. and, and when I say it's a burden, I, I mean it in a joke, but at the same time, it's very true. It's a self-imposed yeah. burden though. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, I, I bring this up a lot. And when I visually uh, manifest what I think it is like my career or my, my desire and passion to be great as an artist, when I look at what that is, it's this enormous black hole and it's darker than everything around it and it's powerful it's amazing and what i do is i can create the most amazing colors and pieces and i just throw it right into it and it disappears and it's never it never stops eating consuming mm. if that makes sense and that's a mm-hmm. probably a bad way to, of of associating it with but that's how i visually look at it and i accept that because what it is is i i always have an appetite for more because I'm always mm-hmm. wanting to know, like, what's that look like? Well, what what's that world? Or what would it be like to direct that? Or what's how do you write a script? You know, and and I yeah. think being curious and wanting to make your own stuff is is where it's at. You mentioned getting inspired by Todd McFarlane. Have you seen the documentary um, Todd the Devil? You know, Todd McFarlane the Devil. You know, no, you know, I just found it. I might have seen it through a link that you had on on the collective website from one of your last interviews. Um, and I just looked it up yesterday and put it on Netflix. So I haven't, I haven't quite seen it yet, but it's so good. I'm going to, <laughs> you'll love it. You'll love it. It's, it's right up there with what you're saying. I think it's one of those cool. things that I like to watch every once in a while. Um, just to remind me that, you know, like Todd was just like kind of a hick that lived out and didn't really f- wanted to be a baseball player, but couldn't and just decided to draw. And he was inspired by, 
all the bad guys and then he just mm-hmm. discovered his own style through his own passion and then he became this crazy mongrel like not mongrel but a, like a, a like a big corporate guy you know and he transformed yeah. and changed and completely and and he was a big contradiction to himself at the same time it was just interesting there's there's a there's uh-huh. there's a level there's a threshold of how much you're willing to sell your own self for something and and uh I think he's managed to figure out a good balance uh, now, but it's just interesting watching that documentary, you know. Wow, yeah. You're going to like it, though. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I would also recommend you watch um, Print the Legend. Oh, yeah. I seen that I just already. saw that. What did I you think of it? Um, I thought it was real fun. I mean, my dad has one of those 3D printers, so he has actually has two of them. So. <laughs> the MakerBot, whatever? Um, it Labs. wasn't... I can't remember. I don't think it was the... MakerBot. It was like a, it was like PrintBot or something. I don't know. There's a lot of them. Now. It was one that was had a Kickstarter, and I think that's he, MakerBot, huh? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's what it is. Um, but he loves them, and he's been printing all kinds of stuff, and that's <laughs> I'll cool. send him some. I'll like think of something and make a 3D file, and then send it to him, and he'll send it to me in the mail. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's the uh, that's really the future of a lot of things. I think is. Uh, <laughs> The future enterprise is a huge part of it's going to be in 3D printing and stuff. And yeah, it's, yeah. I think you, if, if artists out there are privy to it, be ready for creating your own things and being the guy that makes custom made furniture or something, you know, because it's, yeah. it's about it's 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 here, you know, and people can capitalize on it now if yeah. they want. So, yeah, yeah it's that's fascinating. A, that's exciting. The thing I got, I took away from it, which I found to be fascinating, it was a very interesting uh, analysis of how far somebody's willing to go um, to make the things that they feel that they're after and, yeah. and how interesting that is, you know? Yeah, I... There's a ton of soul selling I, in that thing. <laughs> I Yeah, you know, and I, I kind of... Yeah, obviously, I battle with that a lot, you know, I've thought sure. about that. And it's like, just kind of going back to... Um, Steve Jobs, uh, you mentioned him. Yeah, um, I'm studying him right know, now ever, too. He's a crazy guy. Yeah, it, I've you know seen some of the documentaries on him and stuff, and I loved Apple and I loved him when Apple was growing, and I was like, I want to be like Steve Jobs. But <laughs> the more I find out about him, the more oh, I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be like Steve Jobs. No, like yeah, I don't course. care how successful he is. Yeah, like he can be as successful as he, you know the entire world, but I don't want to be a jerk to people. I don't want to be so, I mean, I'm not, and don't say, it's not like I'm think, <laughs> I don't want to like point, push him down. No, but no, but you're I don't being honest. I mean, a, a selfish, self-focused person in, and my whole life rotates around what I want and everyone else has to, you know, do what I say. Yeah. And I feel like that's, you know, kind of what that's breeding in a lot of people. Like, it is, oh, let, yeah. let's let's be like Steve Jobs because he he built this empire. Yeah, but he just, you know, I don't want to be that. If if that's what building an empire is, then I would rather just you know like it is like saying, <laughs> have a trickle of money coming in from my products and you know and be able to focus on my art and do it in a in a loving way. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> Makes yeah. me feel like I'm changing the world in a good way. There is a way I to guess do the it. Products, the products change the world in a, in a, I guess you could argue if it's a good or bad way. You but, could argue um, it, yeah. Because it isn't sometimes. Because people are addicted yeah. to it. And addictions <laughs> yeah. are bad. 
Um, exactly. You take an iPhone away from a child or something, they'll throw a shit fit, you know? So, yeah. But it's exactly. the same thing. You can look at the same thing with the Nintendo or anything else, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's all very uh, similar. But yeah, you know what? When I, because I'm really, I'm, it's in my head right now. And I've been, I just, when I study these things, it's always in my head at all times. And I've been really thinking about like, why? Like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Can you make an empire? Because I am also, I, I listen to this podcast called uh, Hardcore History, which is fantastic. I highly yeah. recommend to everybody to listen to it. It's amazing. Um, but he did this one f- whole feature on Genghis Khan. I think it's like 12 hours of a lecture of Genghis Khan. It's fucking amazing. But the wow. idea of how that person made an empire, it's like similar things to Hitler and all that kind of stuff. And, 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 and not to even get close to try to assimilate Steve with any of these people because it's yeah. completely different. But at the same time, we're all humans. They have similar tyrant-style characteristics. And um, I'm on the same page as you where I don't feel like it would be best for me as a human being to... I, I just don't think that I have it in me to be that kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I think that in the print the legend which i found fantastically interesting was that the guy the one main guy he was really fascinated with steve jobs so much that he became the person that people didn't like you know what i mean it was really interesting to see that person change and using uh somebody that people thought you know well steve did it then i can do it you know and 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 it's just really interesting and i think it's good that you like will take a self-evaluation and because if you haven't checked out his biography, it's it's really interesting. I highly recommend that because if you're a big Steve Jobs fan, no matter what, if you you should listen to it or watch it or whatever, um, because or read it because um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a completely different perspective on it. And I love that it's very <laughs> direct and honest because you know a lot of times with this too, they're often fabricated. You know, but before he yeah. passed away, he told the guy like, "Yeah, I want you to not hide anything." You know, like. Uh, even yeah. the dirtiest shit that I've done, like just let it be all out there. And, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, there was a uh, the commencement speech or something that he that's on YouTube that that's he great. did yeah. before he died, and oh man, that is just so powerful. Yes. Like it's just, I mean, I feel like uh, uh, that message is like is kind of like a big thing that I've been just battling with now, and like why I'm like, okay, I need to leave DreamWorks. I need to just do this. You know, yes. it's like. If I'm going to wake up every morning and be like, uh, you know, here we go again, you know, then I'm doing it wrong. Yes. You know? Yes. And, um, you know, I, it's like we get programmed to, to think that this thing we're living is normal, but it's not. No, it you know, not, it's yeah. like, you know, the whole corporate structure is like really a modern invention, you know? Like, yes. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, like, <laughs> it's a modern the assembly line. Of, yeah. It's based yeah. off of old things, but it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I keep thinking like, you know, back in the day, you know, you, you had, okay, say you uh, wanted to draw, you know, you would, you would, uh, you would probably find an artist in your local village who yep. drew and people came to him for art and he did what he loved to do or if you're a blacksmith or whatever it is that, you, you know, it's like you could become a apprentice to somebody or whatever. And, but now it's kind of like go to school so you can get an education so <laughs> yes. you can just become a slave to whoever Yes. wants you to do whatever you, they want you to do and i'm yeah. like i just it, it drives me nuts thinking about it yeah i just feel like we've all been duped for so long it's that dollar it's diplomacy just, yeah yeah <laughs> it's fucked it's, it's just so frustrating and so i'm just not, i'm just kind of like i want to just 
break that mold and just go the opposite direction. If that's what success is, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> yeah. Well, but success you know? comes with a, an enormous amount of responsibility and change and, uh, and hard work. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah. and that's a sacrifice that you have to make for your own self. I always say, too, if you're ever going to invest on anybody, it should be yourself because nobody else is going to invest yeah. in somebody as much as you, you know, like yeah, exactly, only you are going to exactly. know the potential which you can, you possess, you know, yeah. and you should and that be goes back to it. create your own projects, you know, yes, build your projects because that you're the only one who's going to really love it and make it turn it into something amazing. And your love for it will then be pushed on to other people. I look at Pendleton Ward. I fucking love Adventure Time. It's one of my favorite mm. cartoons. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm like, mm-hmm. finally, uh, somebody's figured out how to make a great cartoon again. You know, yeah. like, it's yeah. it's fantastic. I haven't I haven't laughed and enjoyed a cartoon like that since I was a kid watching Beavis and Butthead or uh, Ren and Stimpy. And, it's, yeah. and, and, it, and I get it because it's really challenging to make something that amazing. I think it only comes yeah. around so often. But when I look at, because I just got the art of um, book. If you if you don't have it, you should get it. it's fast. It's amazing. It's like four hundred <laughs> pages. It's fucking huge, wow. filled with just like amazing stuff. Because it's just I love that whole world. And um, yeah. I lost my train of thought, but I think I was just <laughs> learning like how he did it. Oh, it was basically that you know he was kind of an oddball uh, in school, and he kind of would. Well, people were making like artsy films. He'd make like. Our animated shorts about farting and stuff like that, <laughs> which makes sense when you watch Adventure Time now. And he was so he was like an odd duckling, and and he he um, you know he he was a late bloomer, I suppose, not super late, but he he wasn't instant like everybody was like, dude, Pendleton's gonna make Adventure Time, he's gonna be a millionaire, it's gonna be amazing, you know, like nobody saw that, and but he was so in love with whatever his was in his imagination and his passions that it managed to be what it was. And then he was smart enough to share the wealth of other people enough to let them build and make it better. And, yeah. you know, that's where kind of where you're at now is I think you're realizing that, you know, in order for me to make this amazing, like I have to share the burden of this in a sense, yeah. you know, yeah. at what point do you feel like it's necessary to do so? Do, do you feel like I can't, I'm not getting any sleep. <laughs> is that where it was? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, well, like I, uh, I feel like I go for it as hard as I can until I feel like if I do this thing one more time, I'm going to quit. It's not worth it, you know? And then I say, okay, that's a, that's a cue that I need to find someone to do that thing. <laughs> you know, I kind of get to the point where I'm like, I'm going to quit. This isn't worth it. And then, yeah. and then I find someone for that role. And then I'm like, suddenly, oh, yeah, hey, I love this again. This yeah. is really fun. And then... You know, so so that's kind of that. That's <laughs> how I define <laughs> through, just, to through suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I just I learn by experiencing it, I guess. And <laughs> well, that's that's part also part, and from my my assessment of who you are is is part of like your stubbornness to want to do, be your way, you know, and and desire mm-hmm. to make it work the way that you have envisioned for it to be, you know, and yeah. that's yeah. good. At the same time, it's a double-edged sword. Like you're mentioning, you know, like yeah. you to a point where you're like, what the fuck? And, you know, yeah. once, a, once, a, I mean, it's great in theory and, you know, and, and when it's really small, but as soon as it starts getting bigger, you know, if every little job you have takes 15 minutes a day to do, then uh, eventually, you know, you just can't, can't do anything. Yeah. You know, and- quit. So, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to keep trying to 
you know, it's like talking about like late bloomers and stuff like you were bring you brought up earlier. Um, it's like I've I always struggled with that because when I was younger, I was like it was always a, this goal to like do things when, when you're really young, like be like oh you know like. Rob Liefeld, you know, he got into comics when he was 17. Oh, I'm 18, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate those guys. Yeah. Know, and so um, it's it's always this challenge. And, and now that I'm almost 40, um, I just feel like I kind of battle with like, am I too old to like do something fresh and new? Uh, shut and, up. But then there's so many really Scott didn't so make many alien examples. Until, yeah. Huh? Re- really Scott didn't make alien. I think until he was 40 something, I think. So there yeah. you go. It, mean, it, it, sometimes think... it takes an adult, uh, an adult progressed mind with a, uh, with a sensibility yeah. of, of a lifetime that spans 40 years to understand yeah. the nuances to make a masterpiece, you know, I know, I know. And, and I just think back about people I've met, you know, in, in Hollywood and stuff mm. who, a lot of them, they started when they were in their 40s. And actually, I read, I saw some statistic about authors where it shows this chart. I think it was some sort of Google type chart about they're tracking all authors of, over all history. And I think I saw it showed, that. It showed like a popularity. And it was like at zero until 40. Then it started moving up, meaning like people started becoming popular after 40. And then yeah. just went, kept going up the older they got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, ma- it makes sense. Uh, and really? it's like Miyazaki, you know, I mean, that yeah. dude is, is old and he is doing the best stuff ever. Yes. You know, like if, if I could do it, so whatever, you know, like I, I can't, I, it's just one of those arguments that you have with yourself that, and, and you just got to just ignore it. And sure. It's a lie. <laughs> you're only, yeah, you're only able to do what you can do at the moment that you're making it. I think what the, the there's really key things that define a great, successful person and one of the big things that i've learned through reading and studying really passionate strong and powerful people is their ability to really manage their time and delegate you know Mm. there's director is a name for a reason it's it's basically delegation you know and it's a a people it's a people communicative uh technique you know and so do you see yourself are you going to be more uh, of a foot soldier making the stuff, being on the line, making it, creating it? Or do you are you going to see yourself kind of as a captain down the road somehow? Like, do you, Where do you see this being in five years, what you're doing, your efforts? I, I, you know, I always dreamed about being able to just like write a story and, and doing the, the black and white line and then having everything else done by someone else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the more I attempt that the more i'm unhappy with the end result and so i feel like okay i just need to you know if, if the thing is if i just freed up the time to where i could color it and and learn you know in design and do all that stuff myself then um it, it wouldn't be as big of a struggle but right now i have such a limited amount of time to work on stuff that i'm trying to get things done in only a couple hours a day (laughs) and so that it it makes it very difficult to see myself doing it all and so i'm always trying to find other people to help but um i i think in a i would love to be able to i don't know i would love both i guess but i i do see myself more as the type of person who would just enjoy you know working on it on my own doing the doing it from start to finish, you know, and then hiring, like I, I always need an editor to help me edit and I need, you know, some people to help me with the fine tuning of stuff. But, um, I don't know. It's, 
it's attractive to think I'm going to just lead this boat, you know, lead this crew of people, but it's never been the thing that I, that I've been inspired to by, about other artists, I guess. Sure. Yeah. You, Again, you know, it goes back to like Eastman Laird and, you know, Jim Davis and Bill Watterson and Todd McFarlane. You know, they just did it all. And, but again, again, Todd McFarlane eventually became a, a master businessman. So, yeah. Um, but I, I never really was inspired by him as a businessman. So I was inspired with him as an artist. So, same, <clears throat> same. It's been interesting, though, studying him and then understanding how far he's gone into becoming yeah. a business person. Uh, yeah. outside of his original intention of just wanting to pay the bills by being an artist. And, yeah. and and one thing that I think that there's a similarity between him and you right now is he was working on Spider-Man and he was, that's like pretty much, you know, there, it doesn't get bigger than Spider-Man <laughs> in, as yeah. far as making comics. And yeah. he was all, you know, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to, I have my own ideas. You know, these guys won't yeah. make me, let me make the comics that I want. I know what makes good comics. Let me just do my own thing. And he bet on himself yeah. and he, oh, he made big time, big time, yeah. you know? And, <laughs> and I think that even with the, um, I, when I watched recently watched the Ninja Turtles documentary, and it was mm. so inspiring for me because um, there was odd similarities between what they were saying and where I'm, where I feel I'm at with my own thing. And I felt like it was so cool to watch. I mean, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like one of the rarest things. And anytime yeah. I have a silly, crazy <laughs> idea, I just say the word, words Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because I realize there's no crazy idea, you know, like that's not <laughs> <Yeah>. possible. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can't imagine have, going yeah. to a board meeting and be like, I have it guys. I have the billion dollar freaking industry. It's going to be around for years to come. Everybody's going to know it. it's called teenage mutant Ninja turtles. They're going to all laugh at you and be like, get the hell out of here, you know, but it worked and it, and, it, and it worked because those guys, it came from a place of passion, I think. And it, and they took, they resonated, and they took a lot of the things from Frank Miller that they loved, that was happening in Daredevil, yeah. and a bunch of other things, and they distilled it down to their own passion, mm -hmm. and they rebranded it in a way, and they shared it with people to get it bigger, and you know, it became the thing that I was obsessed with as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It seems like there's a there's a big occurrence of everybody wanting to rehash and remake shit, and I'm in, I'm on the side of why don't you just go make your own stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like all the hybrid like. Stormtrooper with a princess or <laughs> whatever. You know, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. It makes sense. It, it, it works for you know getting the the quick eyeballs yes. right now. You yeah. know, it, and that's I think that's why it's so popular. You know, and I'm always tempted like I should just do some you know a Star Wars you know something right now. Fan because art the or new trailers out right now. You know, so I should do that and then I can write on that wave of excitement. But I'm like, you know what? I don't want to just always be doing that. Sure. <laughs> like. I just should keep working on my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You know? Well, it'll give you more eyes and, and attention, obviously. People will be able yeah. to see it. And that's definitely a tactic um, that I know artists, myself, and other people have used, too. And um, Because yeah. people can only see what they, like I said. And so if, you're, if, if people, if you want to be a good artist and you're like, nobody knows that I'm good, I love Ninja Turtles. And so, like, my yeah. friend Dave Raposa just did like all those crazy awesome portraits of the ninja turtles and yeah. you know that's what started his career really you know like he was doing stuff but i think that's really when things started blowing up for him so he was this it was a smart move strategically start smart move from him to, yeah. to to build out his own career and stuff and see i i struggle with it because i'm like i want to do that stuff but 
then I don't want to do that stuff. Sure. What do you What <laughs> but, do you think the hesitation is for you? Well, for me, it's just I I I don't have enough time to be doing spending it working on all this other random art. You know, sure. even though I know that that would bring the eyeballs in, you know, and grow the audience and all that stuff. It's like I just I see this mountain of work in front of me that uh, to to get these books done, yeah. and you know like my my goal for ever since I started self publishing has been I want to in ten years have ten books you know on the shelf and and I feel like once once I get enough passive income coming then then I, maybe I'll start freeing up my time a little bit and saying, okay, I'll do some, you know, Ninja Turtle art now. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. A new a new Star Wars trailer's coming out, so I'll, I'm going to do some little spoof on it or something to, you know, get a lot of attention. Um, but for right now, it's like, I, I, I just, I, I guess I see a lot of artists focusing on that stuff and they're getting popular, but they don't do any personal stuff then. Yeah, you need to do and, personal stuff to carry it back and, and show yeah. people like, look, I can do that, but I also, this is my world, you know? Yeah, show yeah. Show people that possibility, yeah. Because you can guess, be a fan artist, but then like you're almost in the position of, and I don't want to be degrading anybody that does this, but you're almost in a position of working at a company, you know? And yeah, you might yeah. as well just be that person working at the company. And that's fine. Like, like that's one thing yeah. I want to make sure that I address personally. I'm sure you feel the same way. We in no way think it's wrong to do those things. I think it's, yeah, yeah. if that's what your passion is, if you want to be a Disney guy or whatever, yeah. that's freaking amazing. And Yeah, I, th- I think there's actually, a, it's a blessing to be able to want to work at some place like Disney yes. or do storyboards or whatever it is and get that job and be content with it. Yeah, like. Good. I know a lot of artists who are in that situation and I, I envy them because I feel like that'd be so nice to just be, feel like I've, I've made it to this place and I'm working and I'm happy and I'm going home and, <laughs> yeah you know, doing my own, I'm spending the weekend doing whatever. I'm not <laughs> thinking about the personal projects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's a curse, I, I just, man. <laughs> it's such a curse it's so funny you're literally sounding just like uh, myself and my friend Anthony who were creating a lot of this stuff together with it's just and it, I think it's just a certain type of personality too which it's which is interesting I'm curious to know a little bit more about like your possibly your childhood or like your parents or your parents creative you said your dad does like the 3d printing stuff for fun is he well, a creative type and is that he, kind of a big part of well, your like a he was he was an electrical engineer or he was electrical and then he became a strategic engineer so so it's a completely different you know reason for for getting the 3D printer than what I would yeah <laughs> yeah get it for um it's cool and though. you know growing up uh I was kind of like always this weird I grew up in Idaho and Utah and and there was just no art there I mean there's art but no nothing that sells you can't make money from art really sure it's um, like an industry yeah and so no one really knew how to direct me or help me or in, in it. so it was just a lot of encouragement like if i do something artistic they'd be like that's amazing you know and i'll and show it to everyone look at this jason did this and um so that really fueled like the 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 you know desire to keep growing at it and because wow people are responding well to this and my parents like it that i'm doing this you know Hmm. and so they were just i think more than anything they were just really supportive and and there was a couple moments when you know like uh uh like i remember one guy i don't even know his name but it was some hanna barbera um animator who came through town and offered some class 
Oh, that's you cool. know, in this in this little tiny town we were living in, and so my parents signed us up for that, signed me up, and it was like forty dollars or something. And I was just like, "How are you guys affording this?" I mean, this is when we were like living in a trailer park <laughs> for like you know seventy awesome. bucks a, a a month, you know. Yeah. So that was like half of our months your rent. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> but, you know, so they they really you know at the moments when they thought, "Oh, this might help him," you know, they they really tried to help. You know, and that's freaking awesome. And I just, I don't know what else to say to parents other than just encourage, encourage, encourage. You know, it's just like that's, that's just the fuel, I think, you know, for me. And um, even still to this day, they're just, you know, it's like my dad is my biggest fan when it comes to a new book or something, you know? So cool. And so it's just, it's really inspiring. Yeah, I'm sure it helps you as a dad, too, to have that foundation, yeah. you know, to be like, yeah, this is what yes, makes a good true. parent, you know? Yeah, I that's think, very true. Yeah, because it's not easy. I think, for me, parenting is one of the hardest things to do. Uh, oh, man, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's challenging on all levels that you don't even see coming. They'll just hit yeah. you uh, at the weirdest times, and, and you're just like, damn, like, well, how do I deal with that? And what do I do with this? And yeah. Um, but it's rewarding in its sense uh, of reflection, I think, and what it brings to you. I think for me, it was like it allowed me to become a better person uh, yeah. because I was like, oh, well, it's not about me anymore. And then I, and then when I do have time, it's for them. Or if, if I have my own personal time, like I, I don't dick around anymore. It's like, like yeah. you said, it's very aggressive about your personal time because yeah, it's no joke now. You know, <laughs> the kids are coming <laughs> yeah. home and I have to go. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's but, like that. Um, I I wrote about it in one of my articles. Um, what is it called? The uh, Parkinson's law. You know, work expands to fill the time given, mm-hmm. and so you know, you have a half an hour to get this whole thing done. You know, yeah. and it's like boom, it can get done. It can. It's amazing <laughs> what can happen if you really focus. So you know, yeah. but I think parenting uh, as a device of of whatever it is uh, as a human thing it's it allows you to be that much stronger if you take on the responsibility of it you know yeah exactly it's what it is for me is it's very humbling yes because it's like (laughs) daily i'm doing the things that i never wanted to do when i had a kid you know what i'm saying yeah and i catch myself going oh i got mad i yelled at him for you know stinking spilling milk or something stupid like why did i do that and then so you're like okay I'm going to go and apologize. And so you're like, you're, you're forced. It's like, if you allow yourself to <laughs> grow from it, you're forcing yourself to, or you're being forced to kind of humble out and, and accept responsibility in a way for your own, you know, problems and to try to be a good example for these little kids that are like, you're everything to them. Yes. And so, um, you know, and it's, and so it's like, I'm always, you know, it seems like, I mean, I'm not always like flipping out on my kids, but I'm always catching myself going, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, yeah, me too. I'm going to do this. And, uh, and it's like, you can either say, I'm a horrible parent. I give up. I leave. You know, I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, which is like, easy to do, which, which is many people do. do. Yeah. Or you can just say, okay, it's time to me to just, you know, learn from this. I need to just humble out and I'm not this Mr. Perfect and, and, um, man, beautiful. it's like you really—it really forces you to grow, and um, I, I, I think that's why it's so valuable, you know, to to actually spend the time trying to be a good parent because it it helps you to not be 
uh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> it helps you to not be the the super. Everything's about me and what I want, you know, with my stuff. Oh, that's that's um, that's exactly it, though. You know, I was going to say a name, can't. but <laughs> sure, sure. We don't. Yeah, yeah, I know. We already <laughs> talked about him, so it's uh, <laughs> no, but totally. I mean, it's and there's so many people out there that are like that. I mean, I grew up without having a dad, and uh, I have a godfather, which I love. He's amazing, mm-hmm. and I'm so thankful that somebody took the responsibility somewhat to be a father figure to me. But yeah. I find it, um, it's incredibly destructive you don't have that kind of thing when the rest of the world does or it appears that it does or television tells you that it does and so i think yeah. in order to take on that responsibility it's very taxing it's challenging and uh if you do take it on and you do face it and i think that's really beautiful i'm gonna remember that too that you said that because i find myself constantly like ah oh, like you're supposed to eat over your plate you're like nine years old mm-hmm. now there's like a huge <laughs> mess like stop feeding the yeah. te- the the table you know like it's one more thing i have to do (laughs) out of the day that i don't want to do but i have to do it because yeah i don't know i am a control freak or something you know like and and sometimes uh my wife is really good at telling me like just let that shit go you know like but for Mm -hmm. me it's like man i'm i'm such a controlling guy like i have to like (laughs) it's it's a matter of finding the right balance between the things you know so yeah but if i can find that balance i think i'll become a better person at least seems like you're figuring it out too so (laughs) i mean it's it's one of those things i think you figure it out until you die you know (laughs) yeah yeah and then you never stop being a parent you know Mm-hmm. unless you know there's something horrible happens but you know that's pretty much it you know it's yeah, it's it's a whole nother la- layer of things that you're figuring out in that case you know yeah exactly so, but i think that's really amazing and super beautiful of your family to be so supportive and, and and that's a blessing all on its own um there's yeah. so many artists out there that aren't understood that they're they have no um under they have no support you know and uh or understanding from other people and, and it's that's just really cool i'm sure you equate a lot of your success to them and i'm sure it was probably like yeah. a really big proud proud family moment when they found out you're working for a big company like dreamworks that they can identify with you know and oh yeah yeah it that yeah just crazy. all along all along the whole you know career it's been always a like wow you know our son is in hollywood doing this you know sure so it's yeah it's it's neat so i, I kind of feel like in a way i'm kind of I'm not, it's not like I feel like I'm letting them down, but I don't, I know that in some senses they don't understand why I would leave uh, a DreamWorks sure. and pursue this thing that's not really um, guaranteed in any way, you know? Yeah. Well, artists are risk takers, though. The true ones yeah. are risk takers. Most of the world don't understand that, though. Yeah. But I agree. With greater risk comes the reward, you know? And, Exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't get a reward without any sort of risk. I don't think. I mean, you can, and, and but if, I don't think if it's you worthy. get the reward, yeah. Yeah. if you get the reward without the risk, then I think you just kind of squander it. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, because you're not aware and understanding of what it is and what it took to get here. Like, if for a quick example, like I grew up really poor. I was raised by a single mom, but we had a lot of like strong bond. We have a strong love for one another. Like my mom took great care of me. And we did with what we could, um, yeah. and it was challenging. And so I grew up with very limited resources, but now with my child, and I was laughing with my brother too, he had very similar upbringing, is we're, I was asking him, hey, what can I get Austin for Christmas? You know, And he's like, Austin, honestly, he has like everything that he could ever need. He just wants to see you. And I'm like, 
well damn and i'm like give me a like tell me a toy from like toys r us or something you know because i can't make it out there for a little bit and uh and he was like dude our kids they have like everything you know i'm like what the hell like (laughs) they had like so you know and then, then i get frustrated sometimes i'm like you know, why are you wasting so many paper towels? You know, like on the stupidest, <laughs> smallest thing, you know, uh, and, yeah. and it's just because where I come from and I don't know where I'm getting at with this, but I feel like, you, you know, when you earn your, when you earn your life and you earn every day of it and you really push forward, um, I think that's really when you're living it. And, and what I mean by living is it's painful sometimes and it sucks and it's uncertain, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, once you'll, you'll see it and I'm sure you're already seeing it now and look at your, your steps now, like you're in a big transition phase, you know, and you're going to be like figuring it all out to the next level for your own self, you know, and all this mm-hmm. risk is going to come out to be some kind of reward. You're going to figure it out no matter what, cause you're going to have to, there's no, there's no fail mm-hmm. allowed, you know, yeah. <laughs> you kind of jump into it and then it makes, it, it forces you to figure it out. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. It's really cool, but yeah, I think that's awesome, man. And I'm I'm stoked to hear that, and it's cool to hear that transition too. I'm sure that there's a lot of people listening that if they're not in the same position, they will someday if they decide that they want to yeah. do something. This is a good framework for them to be like, damn, well these guys did it, you know, and they're not Todd yeah. McFarlane, you know, like yeah. you, know, it's, yeah. you know, like we can do it. I think if, especially, and I'm sure I'm going to find this in your book is that there's um, the unnatural uh, talent. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of examples of how to do it because if there's ever a time for an artist to ma- figure it out and make a living, it's now with the crowdsourcing and the abundance of yeah. people with all the weird things that we like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's such a golden moment, and as far as for artists go, right now. Yes. I mean, one of the newest things, you know, is the whole Patreon thing. Yeah. Um, which uh, you, you know, explain that for this last that month, I just. I made like $800 from Patreon, you know, and it's like, this is like a salary, you know, this could, this will easily pay my mortgage in Idaho. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know. (laughs) know? The cost of living out there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's, I, I didn't even address that in the book because it wasn't even around, you know, a year ago. Sure. So Gumroad uh, now too. Gumroad is crazy. I have some friends there just making a killing off of Gumroad tutorials and stuff like that or. That's awesome. Yeah, I, cool. I have a couple of friends like doing that stuff too, and I'm like, it's just such a different world now. And it is. Um, you know, it's like, in a way, you know, you, you kind of have to go in and and put in the time and work at the studios and all do all that stuff. Sure. And and learn how it and have the deadlines and the pressure and you know, um, but then after you've done that enough, you know, it's like you can really like just kind of go anywhere and do anything it seems like to me anyway yes you can i i agree and i think that's definitely a part of the equation that people are starting to see that's totally tangible now and it's mostly because like honestly we don't need if you're a normal person and you don't desire a lot of stuff you don't really need much you don't need much money to survive like you know you don't have to go out and eat at restaurants all that kind of stuff you can live on a modest budget and uh if you can market yourself right and you do something cool all you need is a little bit of people to help and like your stuff enough to be yeah. like, and so I'm kind of getting this kumbaya moment with a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, we can almost self-sustain if we continually help one another in a sense, you know, just basically yeah. passing currency with one another. And it's like, that sounds kind of yeah. weird and stuff, but at the same time, it's definitely possible and it's just really interesting. So, but yeah. I, I think it's great. And I can't wait to read 
because I'm sure you're going to have a lot of really interesting things. A lot of stuff that I've already studied or thought about and, and considered, and it's just going to be more food uh, for thought. And yeah, anybody that's out there, I've already listened to some of the chapters and it's right there in my, and so if you're thinking about doing any kind of self-promotion or producing your own stuff or publishing or anything like that, as far as now, I would highly recommend getting it. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I'm, I'm actually going to record the audio version of it. Um, probably in the new year, mm. once I have a little bit more free time during the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so, you know, it will eventually be on audible as well. So that's awesome. That's a yeah. really good way of, of, of con- taking in information too. So, and that's cool yeah, to allow that it. to be accessible. Yeah. Do you listen yeah. to a lot of audiobooks? I do kind of, you know, um, I, I tend to get the, uh, you know, whatever, like Maze Runner or whatever, you know, the sure. adventure type, young adult or whatever. Just so it's kind of like I don't have to pay super close attention. But otherwise, I just I stop working and I just sit there and space off and listen. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. I'm not very good at multitasking when it comes to things like that. Yeah. Um, unless it's really kind of just, you know, background noise. So, um but and most most of the times when it's like a a, a how to book or something, I I would prefer the book just because I can underline it and mark yes. the pages and all that stuff. So I'm already but, doing that. Yeah, that's how I feel too, because it just allows you to have it own your like your own access yeah. to it and stuff. And it, yeah, and, you don't have to dig for it and search and scrub through files and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And having a physical copy is always nice too. So, mm-hmm. but. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Did it? T- was it a was it a long process for you to make that? The the how to book. Yeah. Um, that came about because as I was working on my graphic novel, I just I I decided, okay, I'm going to approach this like a blogger. I'm going to blog how to content on Thursdays, and I'm going to post new pages like a web comic on Mondays um, for my comic. Mm. And so um, I ended up kind of growing two audiences. One that followed my how-to advice and one that followed my comic. And there was some cross-pollination. But um, after a couple of years, you know, everything I was experiment with, experimenting with in self-publishing comics, um, people just started saying, can you put this together as a book, you know? And so after about two years of blogging about it, I spent another year kind of just refining it in book form. And then um, I hired kind of a, an editor to, to kind of go over it and help refine it more and and then um it, and then put it on Amazon on the Create Space platform which is just a full on self publishing type thing. Awesome. And um and it's just been selling ever since so you know uh it's it's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's good. You get a little check and then it's just part of yeah. your effort and it's already part of like how you did it. I think that's yeah. cool that you're smart enough to document the process as well and find that there was an audience mm-hmm. for bo- of both artists that wanted to do it and then also people that weren't artists that like your comic books as well. So yeah. that's killer, man. No, that's really yeah. cool. Do you have to go? I'm probably taking up too much no, of your time. I, no? I'm good for a little while longer. How about like 15, 20 minutes? Are we good? 15. 15 is good. 15 is perfect. Let's make sure yeah. we get more in here on 15 minutes. But I just wanted to double check. I know you got stuff to go on, that you got going on, so I don't want to yeah. take up too no. much of your time. But um, I'm just really enjoying the conversation because this is like all the stuff that's yeah. been building in my head and that's why when i saw your stuff i was like man we really need to talk because also the audience i think that listens to this are people that want to forge forward and and are curious about how creative people make it and figure things out and 
Um, yeah. And I, it's funny. I don't know if you look at. Do you look at uh, your life as like a timeline of of progression? Do you, and do you go back and reflect on things? And and yeah, I I really like organizing things into chunks. You know, like when I was younger, I I would put all of my art into books and photocopy it and then bind it. Mm. <laughs> so I'd have like 1991. You oh, know? okay, yeah, yeah. Organizing and, um, it. And they would be on a shelf, you know, and I don't feel like I've been able to do that since having kids. It's just been, you know, if you see my office, it's just like a nuclear bomb went off and piles <laughs> of debris everywhere. And um, I'm really hoping that I, I don't I don't know, but I'm hoping I'll be able to organize it a little more. <laughs> sure. That's but, um, just time. You know, when you say hope, usually for me, it's the same as like, I'll never get to it, but I'd like to. <laughs> No, I'm just romantically I, talking about I don't it. Understand. I I have got to do this because I am so like I'm so into organizing my my studio, but it's just because I I can't concentrate very good unless Same. it's organized. But the thing is, right now I don't work here a whole lot, mm. you know. Um, and so as soon as I make that transition at the end of the year to where I'm in the studio all day long, it's like I'm gonna be so like I'll, I know I'll spend. <laughs> you know, weeks, like just going through things and <laughs> tightening it up, yeah. but I'm actually looking forward to it. But, um, I'm the same know, way totally though. I have just, to have it clean and organized or I just cannot create, you know? Yeah. I totally went in a different direction from your question. No, but. it's okay. I have even forgot what the question was. <laughs> let's forget that question. Let's, uh, let's probably appeal to some of the, the techie nerd people and myself as well. And talk a little yeah. bit about the tools and the things that you used in order to create this stuff that you do. What are some of like the programs or like um, like the setup that you have in your office? Well, right now I use a I have a big iMac, which is like the I don't know the not the thirty inch but the twenty something inch screen, mm-hmm. and then I have a Cintiq uh, Wacom Cintiq on the side that's on an arm, a little the Ergotron you know, one. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that's what I have. Do you have the twenty one UX? No, just it's just the small one that I think it's twelve. Oh, it's a smaller, like the, like the little portable one. No, it's, I guess. I mean, it's what is it called? The t- twelve W. Twelve W. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's like know. the portable one. And you know, I bought a used too, so I yeah. didn't even get it at full price. Um, but I, you know, at work they have the antiques, and so I was like, oh, yeah, I like this. I want to get one for home, and then one of my. <laughs> co-workers said i'll sell you mine so and i love it i mean it's it's just exactly what i need because i usually like work up close and then i have a duplicate of my image on the big screen Mm, okay at full size so i can do the details and i just look up and see the full picture that's cool like a mirror then exactly mirror the that's interesting way of doing it because i usually just use i have the 21 ux so it's it's an Mm -hmm. older model but it's 21 inches um, yeah. and so it's good enough, but uh, it's interesting because I usually have a reference on, cause I draw with my left and I have a reference on my right. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be able to look back and forth through between references because I, I don't know what's my problem is I maybe I have the worst ne- memory of all time, but I forget how to draw every time I draw. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horrible experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a birthing experience of like mental cognitive thinking. I'm like, ah, how do I do this again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I don't know if this, it kind of relates, but this is kind of what I tell myself why I've never really done a lot of figure drawing classes Mm. is because I, I feel like if you do figure drawing, you're always relying on someone in front of you to imitate. Oh, sure. You know? And so 
Obser- <laughs> observative art, yeah, is yeah. it's a whole different uh, skill and, and knack to yeah. do that, and it's and it's a whole another skill to to draw from your imagination. Yeah, but you know, a lot of the the work I do that's paid work, it's like I use reference for almost all of it, you know, because it's 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 the easy way to get it really fine tuned. Sure, you know. So, but for my own personal work, as man, I I I try to avoid a lot of reference, yeah. I guess. Um, I don't know. I just like to try to pull things out of my brain and like have push the feeling onto the paper instead of accuracy. Does that make sense? You no, know, it's your so, style though. You know, yeah. like, only you will make an arm look that way or an ear yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? And, and at the end of the day, sometimes people, um, whether they know it or not, that's what they're attracted to. Like only Todd McFarlane would draw Spawn's cape the way Spawn's cape's drawn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or he would draw and I would women. I never want to draw like Todd McFarlane anymore. <laughs> no, of course, no. That's the funny thing too. It's, but I love, I love his work. But, yes, the same. But same. you know what annoys me is all the clones. Like I don't want to look at any of. I kind of don't want to work look at his work anymore because there's so many clones of his work now. And so, yeah, I mean, it's an unfortunate so outcome, many, but there was in the day. Oh yeah. And, and now it's like, you know, there's, I don't know. I don't even follow it because I'm just like, eh, he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, with, with anything successful, that's what happens. You know, people, yeah. people jump on the board and they all want a piece <clears throat> of it. And this is kind of yeah. like a natural thing, but yeah, it's funny because I feel similar and, and I totally appreciate what he's done and I think it's rad and I own some like yeah. Todd, Todd Spawn stuff and some some (laughs) crazy ass Spider-Man when he used to draw Spider-Man. It was so crazy, full of so much energy, but it was fun. It was rad. It was different and unique and stuff, but I still have those, those first Spider-Man books that he did like, um, sub sub city, I think was the very first comic book that I ever bought. That was like, I want to make, I want to do comics now. (laughs) And, um, I, it's just, it's so clear you know in my mind like what that defining moment you know yeah so that's cool we i think we all have that moment if you're out there and you're creating and you're really passionate about there's the moment that you watch star wars and the millennium falcon just comes racing over your head and you're like what the fuck like whatever this is i gotta do this or watching you know beetlejuice or yeah. Uh, nightmare before christmas which i'm studying now which is an amazing masterpiece it's like <laughs> like i, I for, sometimes i sit there and go how the hell did this get made and one thing i've been really inspired by lately too is if i ever doubt my artistic abilities i look at tim burton's art and i go well mm-hmm. i can i'm a better draftsman than tim burton but tim burton's made a legacy you know yeah. and it just goes to show you that it's not all about craftsmanship it's it's Let's see I, I mean, I think he is a really good craftsman because, you know, he worked at Disney doing like what the Fox and the Fox and the Hound or something. Yeah, so what the heck? But the, the thing is, when I look at my personal art and compare it to what I'm doing at work, I go, my stuff doesn't belong here at work. Sure. You know I gotcha. That's it's a good like point. I am going such a different direction with my personal work, with my comics that that they wouldn't even blink an eye at it. Sure. But but that's what makes it so unique and so fun to look at. And I think that's what Tim Burton did. He's like, okay, I could do this Fox, I could do this, you know, Disney style, but I'm going to do my weird style instead. 
and that's that's why it's so powerful. I agree. And you know what I heard that, and and the, I totally agree with you because when they're articulating the process and the the problems that they had with taking his really crazy simple line art to make, because all 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 the Nightmare Before Christmas was is a poem and some really like loose like napkin sketches basically. Hmm. And to me, I just I find that to be so fucking fascinating because some people will do entire books of amazing elaborate art and nothing will come of it. And yeah. so it just goes to show you it, it's for me, it's, it's an, it's, it's, it's same with Pendleton Ward with adventure time. Like he has these fun little doodles and these little ideas, but it's more about the idea, you know? And, and I think if yeah. your idea is strong and it, and it, it resonates, I also heard that I, one thing I thought was really interesting is that, um, that when Tim was drawing those, he would draw with his opposite hand, Wow. Okay. Makes sense, doesn't it? It makes sense because yeah. if I drew with my opposite hand, my hand, my drawings might have those really off the cuff, like Picasso esque gestural yeah. shapes and patterns and stuff. Oh, stuff. Interesting. So yeah. you break the mold of your own mind because what happens as an artist, I think, is that you build habits. Yeah. Like, oh, this worked last time. I'm going to do this again. And sometimes I feel bad when I see artists that just continually repeat themselves. And they don't yeah. want, they're not aware of it or whatever it is. But I think for him, he took the risk. And I, that's what I heard uh, when I was reading the interview on this, uh, The Art of uh, ten, the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is an amazing book, too. I'm really into books. But, um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but it's, I, would, I highly recommend it. If you don't have it, you should check it out. If you're at all a fan of Tim Burton's, it's like... Oh, a really, yeah, I it's love a, this stuff. Me, too. It's, it's Nightmare Before Christmas is like such a masterpiece for me. It's just, I can't even believe it got made. And, but I, I just, I find it fascinating um, as a content creator that this guy made his stuff by drawing with his opposite hand and made like a little poem and some doodles and just knew the right people and made it happen, you know? And yeah. Yeah. It just goes to show that there, if there's a will, there's a way and, and it, to be yourself, you know? Because if yeah. Tim Burton's like, you know what, I like, I want to be myself, but like, I love Michael Bay. Or no, I don't like Michael <laughs> Bay, but everybody thinks that Michael Bay is a shit, and so I need to be like yeah. Michael Bay. So I got to do that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. can you imagine? You know? It's oh, like, I know. <laughs> well, I, I know. think we can imagine because we work in the industry, <laughs> so we don't yeah. have to really jump to uh, an imaginative space, space. But I, did, I don't know, I just... For me, I just I think it's so awesome, so rad. Well, let me ask you some questions because um, you know, I I look, looked into some of the stuff you've done, and I mean, you've you've been very prolific as well. Like you've worked on a ton of stuff, um, amazing stuff. What what are you planning on? Like, where are you going in, in like five years? What are what's your goals? I think it was uh, thanks. Uh, thank you for the compliment. I think for me, I I, I really wanted. I want to be my own Todd McFarlane, my own Ashley Wood. I want to be my own Otomo. Like I want to be a person that yeah. creates stuff that inspires others. I want to be uh, a George Lucas, for example. You know, like yeah. I, I don't. I, I I really admire those people enough so much that I don't want to just make fan art of theirs. I want to create my own stuff. So right yeah. now, um, there's a lot of really great things that are happening right now, and everything's kind of falling into place as it should, um, just because it's just a lot of hard work, but. I'm creating a world right now called Lost Boy, and it's a culmination of everything that I love from my childhood. But it's really crazy, a really crazy story, totally different, weird take on a bunch of stuff that's Anthony, my friend Anthony, and I find fascinating because he's writing it yeah. with me. And so, cool. so for, in five years, I'm hoping to be kind of in a position that you're at, to be completely honest. I think being able to be like, okay, I have enough passive income. Not like, I'm not sure if that's what you're saying earlier, but something in the yeah. sense where I, because right now I have to, I have to work. 
I have to work every day, you know, yeah. not, not yeah. every day. Like with the rate that I charge, I can work um, like half the month and every, and all my bills are paid. And I live in San Diego. It's expensive as shit down here. So, yeah. um, yeah. um, but I would like to be in a position where I go, you know what? I only have to do client work like for a week out of the month and everything's paid and I'm getting yeah. support and love from the community enough to, f- to feed this other thing that I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And I'm working on a film or something like that. So that's kind of where, um, me that's where i'm going i'm gonna be i'm gonna get there no matter what you know i always tell people if i'm in these meetings or talking to these people i'm always like no matter what we do here i don't it's like i'd love to work with you on this but no matter what i'm gonna take this and i'm gonna do it you know so the power of that has really been really cool but yeah so working on everybody else's films i want to take this stuff and i want to build it out and so i've been really considering like kickstarter and stuff because it's Mm -hmm. but i know how much work it is and i'm watching you and i just recently did like some posters and i sold these posters and i was like fuck this is so much work it's only like uh 20 posters or something (laughs) like that i'm like fuck i gotta do like all these quotes and (laughs) shipping and and giving people back feedback. And I got to also take care of client work and just, Oh, I was like, I wanted to like explode. And so I was like, this is a good test run because I cannot deal with this. You know, I'm going to, when it comes interesting. Yeah. I wanted to know a bit about your experience with that because I have my, my friend, Anthony Jones, and I've also had, um, Alex on who did, um, What's the game that he did? Uh, it's a beautiful game that they're working on. Alex Preston, uh, Hyperlight Drifter is what it's called. Okay. But they're both like Hyperlight Drifter. He was asking like for fifty five thousand or something like that, and they, he got like six hundred fifty five thousand or something like that. Dang! Yeah, okay. it's really impressive. Wow. And and Anthony, my friend Anthony, needed like ten grand to just he just wanted to publish his book, and then he got like sixty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they were both really big successes. Um, but the interesting thing that happened to Anthony is that he didn't finish the book before doing that. And the pressure like kind of like crushed him in a weird way, yeah. not crushed him, but he was like, okay, I got this and I'm going to go do my other thing. And so he was kind of had like ADD and was doing all these other projects yeah. without finishing his book. And it kind of like blew up in his face a little bit and yeah. not horribly, but, um, well, I, I tell people, I just did a panel at CTNX and, um, I talked about Kickstarter, and one of the things I say is beware of the post-Kickstarter depression. Yeah, and it kind of goes across the board. It doesn't matter if it's funded or unfunded, or but I mean, if it's su- super successfully funded, I mean, after I funded my second Remind volume in it, that one made one hundred and seven thousand. I kind of went through the hardest year of my life, I would say, and mm-hmm. it's it's because you know it was so successful to everybody that, and I have thousands of people now waiting on this thing and um and then this mountain of work to do and i actually had to take freelance jobs to kind of finish paying for everything that i promised people and then i had to get tons of help from kickstarter people and to help me fulfill things and it was just like at at the end of the day i was or at the end of the you know after i finished it all i was just kind of like wow is this even worth it you know like I spent all this, I mean, the campaign made a ton of money. It made the book possible, but then I went back at the exact same spot I was before, and I need to start a new project now. (laughs) And and so, do I need to, what's success? Should I just, do I work it harder than I did? Because I worked really hard for five years on that book. Yeah. And do I work harder and kill myself? (laughs) Not not like that. But kill myself in the process, like trying to get it done. Or do I, you know, um, 
at what point is this going to start working? You know? Yeah. And so it's kind of, it's kind of this kind of reality, um, hitting you when you actually get funded. Um, and yeah, I suggest, you know, trying to have most of it done as well, because I'd say 75% of it, huh? I would. Yeah. Yeah. I think I say 80% in my that's, book or something. That sounds but great. Yeah. It's just because, you know, you, you start, you, there's so many mind games that start happening yes. as soon as it funds, as soon as, you know. Well, you're t- you got the responsibility, you're taking people's money and you're also yeah. taking their, their trust that, hey, you exactly. know. Exactly. You're and, building that trust and then you're, you're kind of, every comment and every question <laughs> is like inflated oh, with yeah. this $100,000 hanging over your head. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. this, I got to get these <laughs> 1400 books out or whatever it is so it's and you know there's some cases where people just it seems like they've gone insane on kickstarter after funding yep and i i honestly can relate to it i feel like i'm sure you can (laughs) you've made it it happen it's like i understand them i understand why they could get clinically depressed and have to go get on medication or whatever i've read some of these updates i'm just like oh i'm so sorry you know and i don't know if people can understand it who haven't gone through it and it, i don't know it's just it's a weird thing <laughs> well it's just, i think it's you're touching on a lot of psychological things that happen but yeah that's definitely i, I remember watching that indie game movie um and that one oh, guy yeah, who just lost his shit amazing yeah, yeah and i was like was, uh <laughs> i don't want to do that i, I don't want to be I that know, guy like, you know like that's yeah, not what my life's going to be about so yeah. I, after in hearing you say that too, and really thinking about it, I'm going to do more thinking. I haven't said no to anything, but I'm shipping it around to, to different people and, 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 and companies, and we're, we're going to see what happens. And um, it's not that much money. I, I mean, I'll go half on somebody just to get the publishing going, or even just uh, if any company. I've been looking at Image. I've been hearing a lot of really good things about company like Image, and just letting them deal with it and letting them cut a piece yeah. of it. I don't really care. Yeah. For me, it's yeah, like, I just want to get it out there, you know? They're great because it's kind of like, it's halfway in between publishing and self-publishing. Yeah, that's what I heard. Because well, so, they let you own the IP and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they're not yeah. really possessive. They're just like a really good conduit. And it's a stamp. You get that image logo stamp on your stuff. It yeah. just, it goes to show like, hey, this guy's, this guy or gal is, is, is legitimate, you know? So, yeah. It's interesting to hear, though, because I've heard such mixed things from it. Alex, who made the video game, he I think he's he mentioned in passing he has like some kind of weird heart condition. So the stress of Kickstarter didn't really phase him because he's like, you know, I could die any time or something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you have a yeah. better way of looking at it than yeah. most people. I, I yeah. think I think that's a good <laughs> approach. <laughs> yeah, he was like, yeah, you know, whatever. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because it really started making me think about like these weird, deeper subjects like death and stuff. You know, it was really it was strange. And sure. going forward, like I did a new Kickstarter and I made about fifty, a little over fifty thousand on it for my new book. Um, and it's like so far with that one, I've it's it's been really smooth. I've just been, you know, it's my third Kickstarter that's succeeded. So I, maybe that's it's awesome. just a matter of like I know what to expect now, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm using it for what is good for, which is getting the product funded and so i can you know sell it you know i mean i i don't have any delusions of that it's gonna m- make me retire and you know that's I good think yeah maybe that's Realistic. part of it like you kind of step into this world thinking this could be all this stuff well i think it media doesn't, it doesn't end up being that i think media and the world around us make us think that 
hey, if you do something great, you make millions. I mean, how many fucking times have you heard from somebody a stupid ass comment that you can make a toe clipper and you make a million? Go fuck yourself. Like, that's not possible. It is possible, but that's not really for everybody. And I think it makes people unaware of the possibilities that you might not make a million dollars or whatever that number is. And it's Well, I I tell people it's like winning the lottery. Like, just go and play the lottery if you want to make a million dollars, maybe. You know, like J.K. <laughs> yeah. Rowling's like, you can't just write a book yeah. and be the next J.K. Rowling's. There's the only, like, yeah, the, there's only one George Lucas, you know. It's exactly. Like, yeah. like, you have better luck just, you know, having a full-time job and getting lottery tickets every week. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which I do not suggest doing. <laughs> no, and, and I don't want us to sound discouraging at all. I just want, I think it's what you're getting at and what makes psycholo- makes people crazy is the illogical yeah. gap between what's tangible and real and what's not and yeah. being people like aware of it. on the wrong yeah yeah it's not it's not real what people are being fed and yeah what people want to hear you know people only want to hear the six the major success stories sure. so that's all they focus on and then they have this unrealistic perception of it when there's all these great you know stories of people who have you know done it the normal way which is just putting in the work and building it slowly over time and and the it starts paying paying off you know yeah which is kind <laughs> so of where you're getting at you know which is kind yeah. of you know you're putting enough content out there so if you have 10 books and people are randomly yeah. buying all 10 of them at random times and you're getting orders and you yeah. should be okay you know you have enough yeah. stuff out there that's that it's building out to be something that you can sustain you and you can just go you know I'm just going to focus on this now and I don't have to do yeah. kickstarter anymore because now I have, a, I, have a, I have my own printing company, you know, and I could figure out yeah. a way of doing that now. And that's where I find a lot of people are at. And I think one thing, too, is great for guys like you and I, are, especially yourself, is is the perspective it gives you on the world and your heroes. I mean, look at George Lucas, for example. Yeah. I just want to use him as an example. It's like a guy who's created an icon of, of American culture and the world's culture. He's created Star Wars. And yeah. look how horrible the path has been for him, like horrible like yeah. he's divorced and all these like crazy heavy things and can you imagine the whole world just all these people thinking that they 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 own your film and they can just talk shit to you and say you suck and like just horrible yeah. things yeah. it's like man it's crazy it's crazy stuff and and uh and you know i heard uh my friend anthony just said recently that he gave like 75 percent of the money that he sold star wars and lucas to disney he, he gave 75 percent away to charity Wow. I'm like, dude, <laughs> nobody could ever say anything bad about George Lucas anymore. I mean, the, <laughs> that is so rad, you know, like it's, it's to me, it's like, that's beautiful, you know, like, fuck it. Just give it away, man. Like, let it be. And uh, you can't take that stuff with you when you die. And I think that sometimes we get too fascinated and infatuated with money mm-hmm. and stuff. One thing I found fascinating about Steve when I'm studying Steve Jobs stuff is that he said, I mean, it's obvious that there's money involved and it's about money in some way, but he would. He always would say, "It's I'm not doing it for the money. I just want to make a big impact." Like that was his thing. He just wanted mm-hmm. to. He was just playing, basically. He was just in his own world, and he was doing that. So, mm-hmm. and I think that if you are controlled and pushed by money, you're going to live within the bounds of what money is. And money is not yeah. not the best thing. It's it's actually That's kind of corrupt. Way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, well, because you're, if you're like, you know, I want to be a millionaire, it's like, well, why don't you be a billionaire? And it's like, why don't you be a trillionaire? It's like, you know, and yeah. it's stupid. Then you have to live within the rules and confines of world of money, which is tax, yeah. which is 33 to 40% of your income goes to tax. It just disappears. And so mm-hmm. you got to deal with those things and all of these other things. And you're living within a rule 
a construct that's basically imprisoning it's like society you mm-hmm. know it's like this weird mm-hmm. thing it's necessary but it's not it's really weird but anyways mm-hmm. i had this epiphany as like you know what if i want to be successful i i have to acknowledge money but i it's not going to control me i'm not going to be like i have to make fucking you know 400 million to be happy it's like I'm, that's that's not a part of life that's just yeah a, that's a weird that's a weird wormhole you know like don't yeah. get, don't get stuck in that <laughs> yeah i totally agree i'm i i feel like a lot of my decisions uh, as of this last year have been almost like counterintuitive when it comes to making money, <laughs> you know, because, you know, well, I, and, and to just go into a, another subject because I, uh, so I don't know how comfortable it makes you feel, but I'm a Christian. And so, you know, I like read the Bible sure. and, and, you know, like one thing that really impacted me this last year was like where, <laughs> And sorry to go here, but no, um, don't don't, like, be, don't apologize. Like this this the famous sermon on the mount when he's like saying, "Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and everything will be given to you as well." And he's talking about money in yeah. these subjects, and I kind of really took that to heart at like the end of like in 2013, I or the beginning, and or maybe it was in the middle, and I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna try to just live as if that's true mm. because I, I believe it, but I don't know how many people actually live it, you know? And so sure. I, I just kind of approached it this whole way. Like, okay, my next book, which is Sithra, it's like, it's kind of more focused on like this whole spiritual battle. And I, I'm just, I'm not worrying about what sells. I'm not worrying about the business end of it. I'm going to just focus on, you know, this, like telling this spiritual story about you and, now. Yeah. And, and, and it ha- it's fully kind of engrossed a lot of, you know, my life. And like, I feel like my life is kind of parallel now to this story that I'm trying to tell in, in just saying, you know what? I don't care about DreamWorks. I don't care about Hollywood. I'm stepping out on faith and, and, and moving to Idaho. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm doing this thing. And yeah, I have a family, but I still trust God's going to take care of me. And, you know, he says to not worry about money. So I'm going to not worry about money and let's see what happens. Yeah. And um, ever since kind of making those, uh, kind of having those epiphanies, it's, it's, it's really, I think that's what's kind of, define the biggest change is like okay i'm suddenly i'm not thinking about these things because i'm gonna trust that those sayings are true you know yeah Um, and it's you know like for religious and all that kind of stuff it's if you're not religious or if you are religious or what your outlook on it i think it's if if it's going towards something that's fulfilling to you and you're not hurting anybody and it's an mm -hmm. honest thing and it's helping you grow it's like how can you not acknowledge that as being something good you know and that's always been my outlook i I always just feel like sometimes i think that people really bastardize the intention of those things and it just gets really gross but if you're using it as a as a standpoint of a better life then that's powerful stuff man you can't deny the power of what that brings to you and gives to you as a person and and, yeah. if it, and if it well, helps you find, I mean, I'm I'm guaranteeing now, like just hearing this, what we were saying, the trust that you're having within yourself, because yeah. you've released that pressure, it's you're yeah. gonna, it's almost like you release something, so you have this unknown energy that you're gonna put into something else, and it's just gonna flourish because it's a yeah. le, it's it's it, like money sometimes can be a very fear induced thing, 
Oh, it totally is. Yeah. yeah, It's It's a game, you know, but if you can allow it to be like, it's almost like that Neo moment in the matrix or something to use it as (laughs) as, as a context of popular, popular culture is, you know, that moment that you go, you know, like just release and you fly and you become that person. So that's a moment that you've, you've released yourself from the confines and the constructs of the world around you, Yeah, which in America and the world around is, is this currency thing, you know, and I get it. I get why it exists. I understand why it does, but I think, the biggest moments in my life has been like, oh, this is all a joke, man. This is, this is like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> That's like, what I was saying earlier. Like we've all been duped into this whole, like go get a career and oh, yeah. make lots of money <laughs> because yeah. it's like, it's just not important. No, it I isn't. I mean, there's so many things in life that are important and making lots of money is just, I, I don't know. For me, all it's bread is, is more, more money, desire more to make more money. Yeah. More and, money, more and, problems. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm thinking, you know, I had this conversation with someone a while ago, a little bit ago, where it's like, well, I need to make a lot of money so I can help more people. I'm like, well, the more money I make, the more I want to make more, and I'm focused more on myself. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there, you know, George Lucas, like you're saying, you know, he was able to donate that money, and that's it's amazing, you know. Beautiful, but yeah. It, I, I guarantee that wasn't his, you know, when he started making Star Wars, he wasn't thinking about doing that. It wasn't like, no. I'm going to make so much money so I can sell this and then I can give it to charity. <laughs> no, no, not you know? even. So, yeah, I can imagine. But, um, You'll never yeah. know what that journey takes you. There's yeah. a story, I'm going to butcher it, but I think you're going to love it. And I've said it before <laughs> on the podcast. And my friend Anthony Jones, he said somebody told him the story. But I find it fascinating. I was just telling a friend about it too. And it's it's a story and it's like a moral story about like, you know, living within the means of your own happiness. And it's about this guy who goes out with this fisherman and you might've heard this, but, and if you have, help me say, tell the rest of it, but he goes to this fisherman and they go and the fisherman goes and casts a line and they wait and he catches a fish and it's a beautiful fish and it's big enough. And he says, and then he starts rowing back in and the, the guy that's with him is like, Hey, well, you know, why don't we get some more fish? You know, like, and the guy's like, well, this is enough to feed my family. This is going to be perfect enough. You know, he's like, well, like we can get more fish. He's like, but why? He's like, well, then, you know, like, then you can have, you know, fish for tomorrow and the next day. And he's like, well, I can just come out and fish you tomorrow. It's okay. He's like, but then, uh, but then you can get more fish and then you can like start a business. He's like, well, why would I want to start a business? He's like, so you can make money. He's like, well, why would I want to make money? I already have the fish for my family. I'm okay. I live within my means. I guess like, well, then if you have money, then you can start like franchises, you know, and like, then you can have even more money. He's like, well, why would I want that? And so basically at the end of it, it's like, you know. Oh, well, do, doesn't it end with him saying, then you can use all that money to be able to stay home more and spend time with your family. Something like that. <laughs> I think it was some like, there's some kind of connection to yeah. that as well, because which makes yeah. sense, which is completely opposite. That's totally yeah. opposite. When you're money driven, there's this one diagram I saw the other day on the internet. I thought it was fast. It's so funny. It was a triangle. It said, your life, it's, there's a sentence above it. it said, your life, choose two. There's a triangle and there's three options. Yeah. One of them was uh, family. One of them was time. And one of them is money. Uh-huh. And uh, it's absolutely pretty cool. Oh, that's interesting because I've seen that triangle with like the business triangle of like do something quality or fast or with little money or something, something like that. Mm. You know, it's like when you're starting a project, like you have to think you can only choose two of those and it kind of fits. It kind you're of, just yeah. Infinitely wealthy and you have infinite time and you're infinitely creative or well, whatever. Well, you're not you know. a human being, but, yeah. But that's not really very many of us. <clears throat> but um. We're all, we're all, we're all um, living against time, you know, yeah. like the richest man and the poorest man are, are time is, is, is the defining factor between us all. And what we do with that time is really what makes us who we are, you know, and, and, but I think that story is, is right. It's perfect for what it is. And I, 
And uh, yeah, I've had moments in my life where I go, you know what? It's like, yeah. uh, why, why, why? You know, but ask you know yourself what's why. funny though about that story? I've heard I heard that a couple several years ago, and it actually made me mad because I was like, no, he should go get the business, and then <laughs> he could do. That. And I and I was really sure you believed it. I feel like that's kind of the path I've led for a while. It's like, no, I want to do this, and yes, I've had successes. But through those successes, I kind of now I realize, okay, that's yes, that was right. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes I do you want to, to pull back from focusing on those. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, but it's 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 difficult because yeah, at the end of the day, you gotta pay the bills, and but you know, I really think that I don't know. For for me, it's like I just I trust God's gonna always take care of me, so I I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to worry about it. There you, you know? go. Well, if, so. if that's what works and helps for you, then that's what's going to yeah. be, you know? So Exactly, yeah. And that's yeah. just part of and the path, you know? Everybody has their own thing that they can they can yeah. hang on to. All, all my friends that are religious or that have some kind of faithful kind of background or something to fall on, they, they yeah. do manage to have this freeness to their soul and spirit to allow them to be free and i say this in a healthy sense because not Mm. everybody's healthy with it because it's sometimes it's a very confusing thing to be spiritual and and connected with a god-like being and what that does psychologically for some people's decision makings but it's if it's going towards something good i think it's great you know i think it's a it's a a powerful thing that helps people and and you're not hurting anybody i think that's the best way to to use it so yeah yeah Yeah, i think i heard a quote like you know most uh to what was it it was about not defining a a faith or organization or anything by the by the i can't think think of how it says it by the uh people who abuse it you know yeah. most people define something by the abuse that's done in it sure it's, it's like you know you, you can't, can't blame them but at the same time it's it's part of it you know it's yeah. just like uh, yeah, you you were gonna like hardcore history if you check it out. It's you're gonna be really interesting for you because <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm gonna you know, write that down. Yeah. Yeah, hardcore history thing is Dan Carlin. If you just look it on on iTunes, it's on there. But it's fascinating. There's a lot of really interesting like historical religious acts of madness that happened in there in this oh, in this stuff, yeah. which is great to to study yeah. because you know like even he's he, the thing I love about him is an amazing storyteller and he's he tries to be as unbiased as possible. So he's always yeah. constantly reminding like the listener and bringing back like contemporary models of of influence to show you like it's just as if this would happen in today's yeah. age you know and and and, yeah. and and so there's a couple really interesting things but yeah sorry i digress but yeah no man. problem yeah. well this has been a lot of fun seriously and I, yeah i know I you gotta get going run but yeah this is awesome i loved it i totally enjoyed it you're welcome on anytime man and if you want to promote anything that you're doing just let me know and um, right. Yeah, I think it's yeah. awesome what you're doing, and um, we'll have links to all your website and everything. And if you have anything okay. in particular, please just email Andrew and I, and we'll make sure okay. we get it up there for everybody to check it out. And yeah, but, yeah. Well, I just I just want to plug uh, my new things, which is at Sithra.com, S-I-T-H-R-A-H.com. This is the new book. That's the new book, and and um, I have the the whole Patreon account, um, which has is kind of. I'm really trying to push that because, you know, stepping out and away from the day job, it's like that's kind of becoming a huge <laughs> sure. a huge deal. So, you know, if someone can support a dollar a month, it's just it makes a huge world of difference. There so, you go. 
That sounds um, good. So, and, and that's part of the, the patron. You can get to the patron. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sithra is just the web comic, and then at the bottom it it shows a link to Patreon. But I don't really explain it much because I I haven't really been branding it or pushing it like crazy. Mm. But um, this next year, now that I have the first book done, I really want to start uh, trying to refine that website so that it's clear to newcomers what it's about and how you can help and where you can get books and all that stuff. Awesome. Well, that sounds yeah. great. Well, yeah, man. It's yeah. always awkward to end these awesome conversations. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, so, but no, uh, get, yeah, yeah. Get, get to work, man. <laughs> no, but thank, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, and congrats to all your success. And, and I appreciate the words of wisdom and the thoughts. And I can't wait to read your book. And yeah, once I get through some of it and I'll just bug you like, oh, what about this? And yeah, so <laughs> yeah. I'll be pinging you some stuff. But yeah, thank you so much, man. Have a great day. No problem. You too. See you, bud. See you guys. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for listening in. You can find links to Jason's work and all the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 86, where you can also find links to our Facebook and Twitter. And please help us out by rating the show on iTunes by going to thecollectivepodcast.com slash iTunes. Thanks again, everybody, for listening in and have a wonderful day. Peace.